How do you learn who you really are? It's not found in books. It's found on the battlefield. I got 50 podcasts in the next three weeks. It's bananas. I didn't like, I wasn't going this route for a long time because I've been working with clients directly for the last uh, year and a half. I've just been not putting anything into the podcast. Yeah. And so we're like, you know what? We're doing well now. We've got stuff going the right direction. We've helped a ton of people out of hell. Um, let's, let's go ahead and share some more on the social media aspect. Cause it's just not a, it's not a big priority to me. Yeah. And so people to like, go like, all right, let's just, let's just get some more outreach and help more people out. It's crazy how much this is blowing up. It's wild. Yeah, man. That's good. Yeah. So I, I know with you guys, you guys like, uh, you guys work with vets and you guys do stuff to help out. Like guys who are going through shit but you guys also like keep it fun and light and also have a good yeah. time too i'd love to hear just more about like your adventure and how you guys came to doing what you're doing all right well uh we'll start out with the the pod um so a quick back brief i got out of the military in 2014 and i start i opened up a trucking company and i drove for six years and uh my mom's health kind of took a turn and she needed somebody to to be there to help and uh they, that was kind of right after the coronavirus late stages of it and so i uh, decided to close the business and i got offered a job in missouri so i moved my uh mom to missouri and uh, uh i'm taking care of her down here and i got a job with my old first aunt he, he's the one that offered me a job and uh we went to the local vfw just like a lot of other vets do and uh we discovered it's not the uh, the greatest place around. You know, they just we were going to the meetings and and we just kept waiting. We we're like, okay, when are we going to do something for veterans? And uh, they were doing some good stuff. I'm not I'm not just talking trash. You know, they they were helping out the the Boy Scouts and and stuff like that. But they just they weren't doing anything really for veterans. And so uh, we decided to start this podcast um, on the side. Uh, Doug owned a uh, gun business, and so we we were literally filming it in his gun room, and uh, uh, we both like to have a few beers and drink, and we had something that veterans could relate to, so that's where the name came from, Two Drunk Dudes in a Gun Room. And uh, so we uh, we did that for our first year, and we were bringing, we started out bringing friends and, and stuff like that on, and then we started branching out we was getting nonprofits to come on and stuff like that and then the story started getting darker and darker for uh, some of our guests and and uh towards the right there at the end of season one decided that uh you know he was just going through some things and he, he just couldn't really be there to help other people until he could get himself straight so uh he dropped off and uh season two started shortly after that and uh we uh i decided i wanted one i had to kind of adapt i wasn't much of a uh a talk solo kind of guy and just ramble on so i needed somebody to interact with so i started branching out and i wanted to get more interviews on and that's where season two's been man it's just been like what you were saying earlier we just interview after interview and people coming on and and I just do, I do it for fun. You know, I, I find people that have got interesting stories and I just ask them if they want to come on and we just talk and have a good time. And I don't care really where the conversation goes 
and I've, I've noticed, you know, a lot. Um, so backing up just a little bit, I created an app right there towards season one. And uh, the app was originally designed so that if somebody wanted to reach out and, and talk, um, they could. It had our, uh, you could reach our uh, blog, you could reach our uh, podcast, you can find resources for all the different nonprofits that's been on the show and stuff like that. And and some people, they did actually use it. You know, I've had some times where I would get woke up to my phone off and, you know, I'd be talking to some veteran I didn't know, but by the time you're done, you feel like you know forever. And uh, so season two rolls around. We start doing a whole bunch of interviews and, uh, you know, I kind of, kind of thank Facebook for this because, you know, once you start doing one thing and it sees that it likes it, so it starts showing you that same thing over and over in the feed, somehow uh, the contagion effect uh, linked me up with uh, Scotty Hayes. He's a musician. And next thing I know, man, I'm a, I'm doing musician after musician after musician. And uh, I was like, man, you know, because they all had the same issue that we have as as podcasters is trying to not get swallowed up by the the algorithms of of all these hosts that that host you like spotify and everything else i mean if you're just not joe rogan in the first two weeks you just kind of get buried and the only people come are the ones that you're finding to come to you and uh i noticed they had that same problem and i started thinking man you know when i got out of the military i went into my own business I didn't, I didn't have to compete with anybody. I started my own business. I, I bought my first truck. I got in the truck and I started driving. Well, you know, these, these veterans that are getting out of the military, they spent 15, 16 years in the military, and now they're starting their career at the end of careers of people they would have been competing against at the same time as when they went in the military. And I, I just, I seen that that problem became a little bit more um, serious than it is for me. I'm just, I, I do this just for fun, you know? So I don't really care if one person watches my show or a thousand, it, it's all the same. And uh, at the end of the day, it's a little bit more serious for them because they've got to get their music out and, and they're trying to put on the table and, and they're doing it full time. Like you have to do if you're going to go that route for to be serious. So I started playing with the idea and I created a, a radio station called Gun Room Radio. And uh, it, I think we're now up to, I don't even know how many artists are on there, but it's, it's growing daily, probably 30 or 40 artists that are on there. Hundreds of songs are already on there. And uh, we're now adding DJs to the show. And uh, so it's just, it's just growing. And, uh, you know, it, some great people have helped me. Uh, Operation Encore, I don't know if you've heard of them yet, but uh, Operation Encore is an amazing organization, man. They 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 invest a lot of time and money into um, a few people, so they can only, they only take like three to five artists a year, but they they truly invest those artists. You know, they they put them through a, a boot camp with a top name singer. Um, they partnered with uh, uh, Zach Brown at his uh, retreat. Um, they uh, they record three songs professionally out in Nashville. I mean, so I mean, they put a lot of money and effort into 
these artists and uh they're a non-profit too they you know artists don't have to pay anything for it the only thing they ask is that when they have an event ask that they come and, and play you know um so yeah they're a great organization and and they helped me out quite a bit getting the radio station going so that's uh that's our background in a in a nutshell man i don't know how deep i know you got a bunch of other interviews i didn't want to go too too deep this is your hour, man. However you want to take it, don't worry about it, man. <laughs> All right. No, like this is good too, because it's good to meet each other. We're both on the hustle, man. You're a big-hearted visionary. I see that, man. Like, just just to kind of backtrack a little, is Doug doing all right? And like, how's he holding up? Um, yeah, he he still doesn't really talk a whole lot. You know, really. a lot sure. of the a lot of the issues is uh, the via. The VA really messed with his meds. You know, his his primary care took him off one set, and, and then it just it's been downhill since then. So, Have Doug, reach out. I don't mind talking. I, I will try. I I doubt he will, but I'll, I doubt. I'll, I'll it, ask. It just, it just, a lot of these guys, it's not until they're in like the most sincere of crisis that they'll actually take the advice. But I have a lot of veterans, man. Yeah. In fact, some of my main head coaches were like seventeen year vets. So like. Cool. Like we we've gone through all the stuff with it. Even like you watch videos with Ryan, where some of our videos we have, where he's like, "I was doing the VA therapy for like 15 years, man, before he was pulled me out of my shit." He's like, "It's wow. really tough because sometimes they just don't have the tools that they're needing for how deep they're in." Yeah. But when it comes to like the isolation that's happening, like it's a very normal response. But there's a way to like connect with those guys to help them like work through the med stuff and work through the parts where they're like really struggling inside. But being all alone is way worse, man. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, so I know you. I know you care about the guy, and it's it just sucks to watch him like drowning. It's, it's yeah. like you like you want to throw him a life jacket, and he's like, I don't know if I'd take it if you threw it. Yeah, and uh, you know that's another reason why a lot of people ask why I haven't changed the name. You know, it still says two drunk dudes in a gun room, and uh, yeah, it's because at some point I hope one day he comes back on. You know. It, this is something that we created together and uh you know there, there ain't no need in changing it you know i just tell people temporarily you're just gonna have to drink enough till you see two of us <clears throat> that's until i get another one on that's that's the best i can tell you it's still gonna say two drunk dudes in a gun room so you're a good dude donald <laughs> i try man no you, you you're doing them. Like, I, man i feel you for me you got me tearing up bro like you're a good dude man Thank you. Man, everything from serving your country, serving your mom, building apps, Encore, you know, Operation Encore, building a radio station just to help people out. You're a very, but you got a big heart, dude. I can feel your heart from here. You know, I, I feel like uh, helping is also therapy in itself, you know. Um, I didn't really care for the therapy through the, the VA. You know, I tried it. Um, I, I, you know, again, I don't, there's not all bad. You know, the, the psychologist that I dealt with at the VA happens to be the same one that, that seen Doug and what she's doing works great for me. It, it just didn't work for him. And, uh, so I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody. She, she's got me more stable than I've been in a long time. And then you add the podcast and, uh, I completely relate to what Doug was going through because there was, there was some times that I, uh, 
you know, it, it was like, man, why are we doing this? And you just kind of start putting yourself in that dark area. It's and a good uh, question, though, the answer. Why yeah. are we doing this, Doug? You know, and it's uh, a good question to answer, not one not to be answered. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And uh, he, you know, he pushed me through those times to to get back on in on the mic and and get going again. And uh, I think, you know, I think every podcaster does go through that it, because it does become hard. You know, all the behind the scenes stuff, the editing and and everything else. But mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, after that, I realized, you know, um, I was slowly starting to talk about things I never talked about openly on the air with people in podcasts you know um some of the things i used to have a hard time getting through i was able to now get through them and and talk about them and and i credit all that to being on podcasting and just talking and there's nobody on the other side pushing me to do it it's just sometimes stuff comes out and and you have enough to talk about it so i think I think podcasting for me is kind of my outlet, you know, like music was for these musicians that, that work with us at, with Gunroom Radio. So, Stay with us. We'll be right back. Warrior, thank you so much for being a part of the information that we have. And you're part of our story as we are a part of yours. It's very much an honor to be able to connect with each other. If you want to know more or you want to get started with working with me or working with our warriors so that you can begin your path to authenticity, strength, leadership, and accountability, this is the way. Together, we are way stronger. Now you get to choose. Do you go forward or keep doing what you've always done? If you stay where you're at, hey, click on some of the stuff and follow what it is. We got motivational stuff. We've got podcasts. We've got more things. Just subscribe and do the stuff and we'll keep you updated. But if you want to start going in, start jumping into what our programs offer and start your journey and being the hero in your own story. Man, you're awesome, dude. Like, I immediately like you. I appreciate it. (laughs) I like you immediately. Um... How can I serve you? What can I do to help, man? Oh, man, I don't know. Um, if you know anybody that wants to help us by DJing, send them to us. So I'll, the, I'll put the, out the, a thing for it. We'll put out somebody, yeah. like, if anybody wants to DJ for you guys. Yeah. Are you so trying to reach out to vets or trying to get people some mental health stuff? Or what are we trying to do? Like, how can So I primarily for the radio, we're looking for veterans. Um the 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 big goal right is next year i'm going to start the process this literally just started in may may 1st was the opening day of this um next year i plan on pushing to turn it into a 501c um and then um i want to strategically have djs in multiple areas throughout the united states so as these artists um tour we can go out live stream them and allow other veterans to be able to interact that couldn't go to the, the events you know you know it's it's one thing you you'll see people travel to go to a garth brooks concert pretty tough to get somebody to travel two thousand miles to go to a twenty dollar ticket type show you know and but with technology now man if we, if we can get people that can can hit these tours you know then that's 
another thing that's live streaming. People are seeing them. That's helping them. Their music's helping other people. And, and that's what it's uh, about, you know, and that doesn't even include all the nonprofits that go along with that. So like you got hero stock and guitars for and and all these other organizations that, that deal more with the PTSD and stuff like that than I do, but they're all part of this music industry, which once you get involved in it, you start coming across. There's been a lot of people have reached out through through us to Guitars for Vets because they just wanted to learn how to play a guitar and they've got a an amazing program. You know, you you get ten free lessons and after you graduate, um, you get a free guitar it's donated by uh, Donner, I think it is, and uh, it's it's more than that because you become interacting with your instructor and whatever it is that you want to talk about, you know, cause we're not talking about an hour lesson. We're talking about some of these guys are on for three to six hours. They only have to do an hour, but a lot of those instructors are just there listening and, and a lesson may last three or four hours. So, I mean, it's, it's a great program. And, uh, it, I think that type of stuff is, is where it's important, you know? So like the other thing we do for our advertisements, um, you know, I don't necess- I don't really go out looking for people that want to advertise on a radio station. Um, part of that is because it's not about the money. You know, the radio station needs to make just enough money to run itself, and and that's really all it needs because the licensing companies take so much anyways, just putting money in their pockets anyways. So enough to cover the business, the licensing, and it, it's good. You know, which ain't a lot. You're talking probably three or four thousand dollars a year is is really all it needs. You know, um, so that's my goal is to turn it into a 501c so that we can get some bigger donations and uh, then we can start paying for these DJs that are working with us to actually go to concerts, meet with the artists, get to know them, you know, know their story. You know, a lot of these artists have amazing stories, you know, like Scotty Hastings, Purple Heart recipient, you know, shot 10 times in, in Afghanistan. Uh, he works, he's an ambassador for Guitars for Vets. You got Sal Gonzalez that is a spokesperson for the Wounded Warrior Project. He lost his uh, left leg in Ramadi, you know, um, and this just goes on and on from people that didn't even have those kinds of injuries. They just had, you know issues coming back and adjusting but the one thing you'll notice man all their music is relatable to somebody that was in the the military service not even just in around spouses kids that grew up behind those scenes and 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 people relate to it I've, i've heard so many people come up to me and say man that song really hit me you know that's somebody's life story it's not my life story i'm just playing it for you that's somebody else's life story. They, they sat down, they wrote it because that's how they felt. That's what they were doing. That's what they seen. You know, this ain't just somebody that's putting on a pair of jeans and a cowboy hat because they want to look the look to sell tickets. You know, these people are writing about their their events and, and what's happened, you know, what they experienced. So I, I think that's that's the bigger mission, man, is just to get it out there. And it starts by, one, getting people to listen, which you need the DJs to interact with people and so that's not just sounding like a playlist that's just recording music over and over and over. You have some live interaction and it takes uh, time for it to grow as 
anything and uh, a little bit of motivation just to keep it going. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's where where it's at in a nutshell. You know, pretty badass in that job. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love doing it. So I, uh, Brian goes, he has a show called uh, uh, Chow with Brian. He does a lunch show from 12 to 3, Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, I had a, a, a lady, she's going to start DJing with us here in a couple of weeks. Her name's Sugar Rose, uh, military spouse, and uh, awesome, awesome lady. And uh, she's also a musician. She's got some songs recorded out there. And then I do Friday nights. Uh, Saturday from 7 to 8, we, we, I dedicate that to uh, Operation Encore. So I only play the songs from the artists that went through their program. And it's because they helped me so much to um, put this together that I, uh, you know, I dedicate that time. It's all veterans music, but I call it Veteran Hour because they, they didn't want me to, to label it as Operation Encore Hour or anything like that. They wanted it still for the veterans. So um, I did that. And then uh, from uh, 8 to usually whenever I get tired, so sometime after 10 or 11, um, I do a thing called Sharing Bourbon. And uh, people can get on Facebook and request songs or whatever, you know, send shout outs to people or whatever. And, you know, I'll play it over the air for them. And it's just a way for to build some camaraderie and everybody to get together and just have a good time and listen to music. So, you know, and then like all of our advertisements that I use are from the 501Cs that came on our program. So uh, like Hero Stock, uh, 22 Mohawks, um, She's the Veteran. I made commercials for each of their organizations and that's what I play for, you know, our, our advertisements and our commercials, you know. So it's it's free airtime for them and it helps them. Yeah, I say dude, it's an honor to meet you, man. Like I I guess see what you're doing. And it's hard what you're doing. But you're doing visionary stuff, and it's tough, too, without, like, a good integrator because it puts everything on you. Like, you're trying to just sort it all out. But yeah. it's hard, man. I did it for years. Yeah. Like, before I had an integrator running my back end, you, you, you saw Randy and we reached out to that. Like, yeah. she schedules all the stuff, and she moves all the pieces. But before that, I'm running multiple groups and working with all these people and trying to do the social media and yeah. the emails. And I'm like, I'm losing my mind. Oh, it is You need to do what you're man. doing, man. Yeah, like, I... You know, and, and like, so like another thing we do is we run a, uh, every week I run a poll out there for people to vote. Right. And I run a top 20, uh, board for every week at the end of the month, you know, all the, and every Sunday I play the top 20. So it's on loop from five in the morning to 1400. And, uh, then I do is, uh, I add the votes up. Whoever's the number one song at the end of the uh, the month gets a, a coin that I, I'm buying these coins, uh, old challenge coins that say uh, Gunroom Radio number one song. And and I'm giving that to uh, the artists for for having the number one song, you know, just decided. And then at the end of the year, December 31st, we're going to do a top 100. But what a lot of people don't understand is everything you say is edited. So I can't just sit here and and record and just play it. So every time, you know, like the number 20 song by Derek Thomas is Gunroom Radio. And then I have to edit that. And then I have to upload it to the station. And 
so yeah, there's a lot of time that that goes into it. I, I literally spend probably eight to nine hours on a weekend on Saturdays getting the show ready for next week. Yeah, it's a lot of work, man. Yeah, I see your sacrifice, dude. That's awesome. Really good, man. That's really cool. Um, when do you record your podcast? When do you do that part? So I, I record I do them live through StreamYard on Wednesdays and Fridays. So what time? Um, so my Wednesday show is at uh seven central. And then uh Fridays is seven central as well. And Fridays is, is if I, I guess I kind of use that as the backup day in case somebody just Wednesdays don't work for them. So I, there's not one every Friday. When, Wednesdays is my every week podcast. And then sometimes some weeks there's two. When's your next open Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Let me look. If it's okay, no, it's, I'd, like to, I'd like to jump on. I, I may even bring one of my vets on with me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I believe it is August 16th. <clears throat> 7 p.m., August 16th. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Okay. What I'll do is uh, I'll send you my calendar after this, and then you can just sign up for that date, and that way it'll automatically send you the email for the links and all that stuff. Let's do it. I would love to support you in any way that I can. Um, I think that what you're doing, man, it just feels right. <clears throat> I think that you're doing, you're doing like, this is God working through you and it's God doesn't ask easy things, man. This is a hard yeah. job. This is not easy to do, but I think that like, it feels like everything you're doing feels right, man. And, and you know, I, that's what I said. So, I'll tell you a funny story, right, and how Operation Encore kind of really came into this. So when I when I did this, my mind starts thinking faster than reality catches me. And I was like, man, these guys are having the same problems. I said, why don't they have their own platform? So I started looking around and saying, oh, well, you can $39.95 a month. You can have a radio station. No big deal. I'll just pay for the radio station, and we'll, they'll give me their music, and we'll just play it. No big deal. Well, I didn't know nothing about how the 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 pros worked for uh, um, performing rights organizations like ASCAP and BMI, and uh, I don't even know who the third one is. Most people don't use the third one, but uh, so when I went to start this, and then I started looking into it, man, there became a lot more red tape, and I literally got to the point where I was like, because I didn't want another business, I really didn't. Um, I just clo- I just got done selling. My last semi, and that was the end of, you know, finally the business was closed at that point. And uh, it took me like two years to get all that stuff done and over with. And I was like, I just, I really don't, I enjoy going to work, coming home, and being me. You know, I don't have to figure out the business when I come home from work, you know. And uh, so I really didn't know, man. So when I, I, I reached out to Operation Encore. Because I didn't want to start all this if I wasn't going to have music to play or or any support. I started asking them questions to see if they would want to partner with me and, and kind of help me out. And uh, all he all he said to me was, he said, "I'm going to send you a bunch of information." He said, "I want you to to read it, 
take a couple weeks to digest it. And he said, then we'll talk. Um, he said, well, this is exactly what we've been looking for. He said, we spent two years talking to radio stations and trying to get them to dedicate one hour to nothing but vet and they won't do it. He said, nobody will do it. So that stuck in my head when he said that, man. You're asking radio stations to give up one hour out of 24. Not even telling them you can't play your advertisements. You just, we want you dedicated to just veterans playing music. And they wouldn't do it. You know, and the more I started looking into it, man, I, that's, that's exactly what they need. They need a platform where they don't compete to kind of even the, the playing field a little bit. You know, because especially if you did 20 years, you know, there's a there's a guy that uh, named Robert DePrado. He's getting out um, 20 years service, all special forces from basic training on. He, he went to selection and became a Green Beret. And that's that's a tough life, man, for 20 years. And uh, um, he's now getting ready to come out and do it. So you think about it, he's probably 39 or 40, 41 there's not a whole lot of labels out there that are out there actively looking for people of that age, you know? So it's, it's tougher on them. And I think it's important that they do have a platform that they, they feel a part of and can perform. And, and it's, they're just having fun and not necessarily having to compete all the time, you know? And I, and I, I'm glad I did it because I was really on the verge of not doing it because of, and, and since then, it has, just like you said, it, it has felt right. And I, I do, I do believe that God is kind of pushing me into that direction. Yeah, God does not ask easy things, that's for sure. Yeah, I agree. That's, dude, you're doing, that's awesome. And like, it's tough on those guys too, man. It's tough. It like, I got those guys who have been doing it their whole life and then they get out. And like the amount of loss that happens when these guys get out. Like the loss, it's astronomical. It's yeah. full blown. It's everything, everything they were, every identity they ever had, everything they were ever told. Want to know what the hardest things? And you probably know this. What do I do now? Because someone's been telling me what to do my whole life. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a real problem. Yep. Like, I yeah. I was always given the mission. I was told where I'm supposed to be. I was. Well, this is what time you're supposed to get up. This is what where you're supposed to be at this time. This is when mission briefing is. This is what the operation's going to be. Here's yeah. where you're is. Like you were told what to do every day. Yeah, and and I think you know that that's a big deal too because uh, so when I started that trucking company, I started it literally because I had no other options. You know, 2008 that depression that you know or or whatever you want to call it. Um, while I was in, I didn't notice it. You know, I got the same paycheck. I dealt with on-base stuff, money, you know, the, the price of things stayed the same. There really wasn't much change. Even the fuel on-base was cheaper than off-base. You just started using stuff on-base. And uh, so you don't notice that type of stuff, man. And when I got out, I picked a great place to retire, a shitty place to find a job, <laughs> you know. And uh, it was a great, it's a great place to raise kids. My house was, you know, cheap. And, uh, man, I, I loved it. I just I couldn't find work. So I decided, you know, because now that the Ford dealership closed, the Chevy dealership moved out of town, the Dodge dealership closed down, and all the mom and pop that were feeling the, the burden on trying to get customers, they weren't even hiring mechanics anymore. They were doing the work themselves because they, they couldn't give up 50% of, of the, the labor. 
you know, so I didn't have any choice. I, I, you know, I reached out to a buddy of mine. We were standing in a Walmart parking lot and, and he was struggling to, he'd just gotten out too, uh, right before me. And he was struggling to find a job. And I seen a, I seen a truck driver. I said, dude, why don't we just go get our CDL and, uh, go drive truck. And he said, I'm down if you are. And that's what we did. We went to college, paid to get uh, the school and got our degree. And uh, we both signed up to go. To, we were going to team with uh, um, Schneider pulling chemicals. And uh, a week before we were to leave, he got a letter in the mail from Georgia saying they were suspending his license for child support. And uh, I was like, man, am I just hated? But again, I, I believe that things happen for a reason and, and, and God puts you in a path for a reason. And what that did, because I then contacted Schneider and said, hey, uh, um, I, uh, I don't have a partner to drive. Can you guys give me one? And they said, well, no, we, we don't do that. You'll have to find your own team driver. You can still drive as a solo driver. Well, I said, well, what do they make? And, and they told me it was like $500 a week. And I was like, so why would I take that when I can't even cover my bills on that? Now I can't even get a second job because I'm out on the road. I said, that ain't going to work for me. And so another opportunity opened after that to where I was able to buy a truck and go into business for myself. And I, I do. I, I have, even though it was homes and, and, you know, probably mentally I wasn't stable enough to do it. I was still going through a lot of trauma at that time. And, uh, I, uh, still made it through it and it put me in a path to get some help and then it's led to here so i i do i wouldn't change anything you know no matter how long it took me to finally get help i still wouldn't change it because the end of the path has has been well worth the journey you know yeah this just opened up a whole new journey yeah one thing yeah. i've noticed with the guys um, we just, we had another veteran just joined us, uh, this, like two days ago, he just jumped in and he was n noticing all the other guys and, uh, they were telling him, I'm like, they're like, listen, man, when you're in, like when you're in service, like when you're there, like the life there is like, that's a thing. Like you get the brothers, you got a job, you have a mission, you have a, you have a thing, yeah. like you're important. You have a, there is a reason you're there and all yeah. the people you see every day and all the stuff. And in one day, that's all gone. And they said the reason that they're with the warrior's way is because like this isn't uh we're we're not big on like um some groups are like like spirit hugs and yeah. you know like trust walks and shit i'm like we don't do that stuff no this is we do real fucking hard ass work and we yeah. do the real training to do this get this thing right weapons to be able to fight you know depression and doubt and anxiety and fear and like going through the the feeling completely isolated and alone and giving you a brotherhood and the guys told them they're like it's the closest thing to being in service man yeah. this is the closest thing to a brotherhood where the guys really have each other's back but each guy here is also not stunted by like you have a mission so you don't work on you each guy here is trying to be the best dad best man yeah. best husband and we all lean on each other and we don't collab as like I'm the alpha and everyone's my troop. Right. It's alphas collaborating because we all have our own pack. And so yeah. we just collectively put all of the, you know, the leadership 
you know, mindset together, almost like black box mentality. We put all of it together and then we all lead with best practices and support each other through like thick and thin. And so if, if we, we've had a lot of really powerful moments, especially, you know, especially the guys who serve. Uh, I'll do a shout out to um, Dan Jarvis. He owns a company called 220. I don't know if you've heard of that. I haven't. Dude, he's amazing. So he, he I operate more in um, cognitive behavioral and go into the cognitive work. How do I help you with the choices that you make and how to see things as you're like in the moment? Mm-hmm. He does neuro-linguistic programming, and this is where he helps people, like anybody who's first responder or served, he just takes care of the bill. And he has had people, they don't call it PTSD, they call it PTS, because yeah. they've been able to break PTSD as short as minutes to 48 hours. He's wow. like, he is a master with neuro-linguistics. And so like, he helps break the the trigger to the neural connection to make it so people go into like, I'm back in that moment again. Like he can sever that and then replace those thoughts with something that's positive and he's a master at it. And so I send my veterans there to break the PTSD trigger and then I help them with the long work. So that way they can stay with it and it keeps, like, I can awareness and know exactly the tools of when this happens, I know how to handle my anger. I know how to handle, you know, doubt and fear and excuses, distractions, addiction, depression. I've got tools now. I know how to do it. I'm trained. And so um, some of these resources that we do for our veterans, we just know the struggles, man. But I'll also give a shout out to uh, Phil, who's one of our guys, too. And he started a nighttime group. And uh, it actually become kind of funny because it off is kind of like him goofing around. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll just make a nighttime group. And they call it the Order of the Flaming Elmo. <laughs> the reason why is it started off with a gift that was like Elmo with fire behind him. He's like, that means I'm starting a group. Let's go. And like, it just turned into an inside <laughs> joke. So I'm like, it's not a very warrior's way, but we're keeping it. So yeah, man. Um, we've even had guys who come in and I used to have to do those suicide calls. Like I'm the only one who would take those calls because of the liability. And, uh, I, I would probably have a suicide call where one of my warriors was sitting next to a gun, you know, probably every couple of weeks, wow. you know, and since Phil has been running one of these groups, um, there's been a place where they belong. They're valuable. They can just talk and hang. And yeah. most of the time, the Elmo's, the Elmo's group is fucking hilarious. Yeah. They're all warriors and I've trained them all to be able to go into combat here. They've fought things. They've beaten doubt and fears and, I, they've beaten these things with me, but then they get together and they can talk about trucks and fishing or music or play yeah. Call of Duty or whatever you want. Just you're not alone anymore, man. Yeah. And since he's built that group, it's just inside uh, inside of our, our training that we do. Since that's happened, I haven't had any suicide calls. That's awesome, man. That There's is awesome. For the guys to go, just to go, just do your belong. Like, we want you here. You're not fucking crazy. If you need to go into battle, we can go into battle. But if you just need a place so you feel like you're not all alone, isolation is one of the fucking biggest killers for our people. Yeah. You know, have you heard of uh, 22 uh, 22 Mohawks? I haven't heard of the Mohawks one, no. So, I get real, I don't know, it's it's kind of a pet peeve, I guess. Um, I get this... uh, when people start talking about service dogs, I got to go get a service dog. I, I, I need a service dog. And uh, I came across this group called 22 Mohawks. <clears throat> and uh, I'd just gotten done with a two-hour podcast 
with a guy that knows a ton about service dogs. And he was very pro service dog, right? And I just, I've always felt like there's a lot of people that are just using it. And that a lot of times what you really need is a companion, just something, somebody you're not alone with. And I can relate to this because the worst thing that I could have done for myself, I did. And that was I put myself in a truck for six weeks at a time, driving 650 miles a day by myself thinking. And then you stop, you get up, you go in the truck stop, you eat by yourself, you get up, you go to your truck, and you could die in that truck and ain't nobody going to know for weeks because nobody cares. And that's the mentality that you start getting into. And uh, I decided finally one day, by luck, you know, my son's uh, dog got pregnant. She was outside and, and she got pregnant and she had 13 puppies. And I was like, I was like, well, I've been thinking about putting a dog in the truck with me. I said, it gets pretty damn lonely out here. And I did. And and me and her are like best friends. And she's probably the furthest from a service dog that you would ever find, you know. And I thought, I same mentality. I was thinking, I was like, well, maybe I can get her trained to become a service dog. And I discovered what I really needed was a companion. I needed friendship. And uh, 22 Mohawks, what they do is they um, work with the local rescues and a veteran who wants a dog as a companion. They link the dog and the veteran up. They pay for uh, the training, as in like obedience training, and, and they teach the veteran how to take care of it and those types of training, not like service dog training. You know, the basic commands, sit, stay, you know, shake, roll over, those types of things. And uh, they teach them uh, obedience so they're not jumping up on people and stuff like that. There's no certifications, nothing. Once they get they graduate, they own the dog. Until, until they graduate the class, um, the dog belongs to 22 Mohawks. And people are coming from all over the United States driving dogs to donate them to them because of what they're doing. And, and I don't know the numbers, and I, and I, I, I really don't, but I, I would imagine there's probably a lot of people out there that thought they needed a service dog and found out that they were just lonely and they just really needed a companion. You know, so I think that that isolating is definitely the that's the the first thing. That's the that's the, the that's where the darkness is now. Says okay, now I can work because you're alone. There's nobody to tell you that I'm wrong, and and it, that's exactly what how it starts. You know, so I think I, I I like what they're doing because they're not out there just trying to be another for profit. Train your dog, get your license. You can take your dog to any hotel you want, and, and people are just paying for this crap, and they're not getting anything out of it, you know. To where when there, people are really probably, if nothing else, I'm not. It's not curing nothing other than maybe loneliness, yeah. you know, which will help with depression. It does help, you know. So this is where like the team up for all of us. And this is like I said, there's some there's some good people out there. There's guys like you. Um, guys, the people like the 22 Mohawk or Dan Jarvis and all the people yeah. that you mentioned for the singers to the radio yeah. stations to everything. There's people who see it, you know, and there's people then they know this, too. We know we're the we're the first line of defense, but we're also the last line of defense. We're, yeah. we're it. And so we know this. It's a pretty important thing. And like 
I think all of us working together, this is why I'm happy to jump yeah. on with you, happy to support yeah. you. Because um, while you're right, the dogs won't cure anything, but I help them cure them things. I go yeah. in and we, we fix it. Yeah. There are steps that can be done, and it's been right. working with veteran after veteran where they don't need the medication. There is a belong still. You still have a brotherhood. You are important yeah. and valued. There is a purpose for you, and you do not have to stay waking up in the middle of the night like like feeling like you're still in the middle of it. Yeah. And that our season one, that was our that was our motto. You know, our goal is to get you to laugh today so you can live to see tomorrow. And and the, the thought process behind that was I may not know today who can help you, but you never know who's coming on the show tomorrow. And maybe they know. And that's all we were was a hub, man. Just if you need something, let me reach out and find that profit that can help you, you know. Yeah. I see, and, you, bro. And that's exactly. I think that's a you know a big thing, you know. So if the dog keeps somebody alive long enough till they discover you, and can get it fixed, well then that dog served its purpose. Yeah. I'm right there with you, dude. That's awesome. However, I can support you. I will. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate like, it for real. And and like even if if. Like, if it's okay with you, like, I think that this is what you've shared today, just for the hope or information or understanding what's happening behind the scenes. Um, I would like to be able to share this, if that's yeah. okay. Go because for it. I think that your your journey, your battle, your mission is highly noble. And I appreciate very, it, very worth sharing. I appreciate it. Yeah. You, use it however you like, brother. I'm an, I'm an open book, man. So. Yeah. I, I support you. Like whatever you need, you just uh, I'm happy to be on in August. Um, yeah. Anything that I can do to support you in any other way, let me know. But, okay. bro, like I see you, man. And like I, your heart is huge. Thank you. I appreciate like, it. I, I see you, man. Like that's a good dude right there. Like a full honors, man. Like it is. It is I'm, I'm proud to just meet you. Like I never know how these conversations will go. But dude, I, I see you, man. I appreciate you're, it, man. Thank you. You're on the mission. Like you're doing the you're doing the right thing. And uh if you ever if you ever get jammed up, like in here, if you get jammed in here, like dude, what the fuck am I fucking doing? Like there's so much pressure, so much stress, everything's going wrong. This is going messed up. Reach out, dude. We'll do. Like, Absolutely. Like reach out. I'll, I've got your back. I appreciate I'll, I'll it, man. You with that battle. Like don't you don't have to be alone on that one. Like just reach out. I got you. Okay. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah. So I'll I'll plug you in. Um I'll I'm gonna text you in a little bit, so you just have my direct number. If you ever okay. get jammed up, bro, just you just let me know. I'll Sounds great, brother. We'll do. Yeah, so let's record. Let's go out there in the future. Let's plan on. We're gonna be on uh looks like it's August sixteenth, is that right? Yep. Uh need to be on. And I'll post it also on the Battlefield of the Mind. So I'll make sure that you're posted on our stuff and we're posted on yours. And yeah. it's going to be whatever you need until then. Just let me know. And then I'll definitely be hanging with you then. All right, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. Of course. And just if Doug wants to talk, I, no pressure, no nonsense. If he just, if he's like, man, I just, I'm in a dark way. Like, I got the guys. Like, we'll help you. We'll help you go through the battles. And so it's tough when you watch a brother drowning and you can't do anything about it. I know that for sure. I will, uh, I will reach out to him, brother. Awesome. Man, you're my dude. Awesome. 
I will talk to you later, and I'll text you in a minute, okay? Sounds great, man. You take care. You too, Don. Later. Click on the button, and you can become the hero in your own story. It's time to start making the choices to change, and the evolution that you're going to do begins with choosing the next step. This is the way, and together, we're always stronger.